Week 12 of the NFL season is upon us today. I got my three favorite picks plus two extra leans. Before I dive into those, let's talk about how last week's video did. It went two and one. We had the Patriots and Texans and Cowboys. Two of those picks do hit. Now on Thanksgiving, yesterday as I record this, we had two and three day. Not the best, not the worst. Certainly had some bad breaks in there, but we either way, we're diving back in this week. If you want my favorite parlays and player props, that video live on Saturday evening. I'll have that linked at the end once it is live then. And as always, if you are new to the Call Our Shot channel, do me a favor, go down below hit that subscribe button hit that like button too also if you want our favorite college football picks for saturday you can check those out i'm on a seven and one run college football not too shabby now let's waste no more of your time week 12's here let's dive in and my first pick i'm gonna go with the jacksonville jaguars taking them plus four minus 110 on FanDuel as they take on the baltimore ravens the jaguars are at home and if this goes to three and a half i've seen three and a half four on some books i'm fine with that as well now let's talk about these two teams the seven and three ravens are traveling to the three and seven jaguars inverse records now the ravens their winners are four straight games, but let's be honest, for your Ravens fan out there, hasn't been pretty. Last week, they won a 13-3 game against the Panthers. It was very ugly, and the offense is struggling. Now, the Jaguars, they started the season. Everyone was like, oh, this team is legit. And then they went in, into October and lost five games in October. It was a month to forget. In November so far, one and one. They had their bye week last week. I expect them to be engaged and motivated this week. And basically, they lose one more game. They're kind of out of it for the playoffs. But they could still make a run. And they have the talent to do so. I don't think the talent gap between these two teams is as far as the records indicate. Four games. I mean, the Ravens defense hasn't been really great this season. It's been better as of late. But still, the six most passing yards allowed in the NFL. And Trevor Lawrence continues to improve each and every week Lamar Jackson obviously going to be the best athlete and player on the field but ultimately his wide receivers are still banged up Bateman injured Demarcus Robinson had a good week last week he's injured and Mark Andrews is getting back and he's doing well but I just think the Jags got a good chance in this one at home the Jags haven't been great against the spread this season three and seven so I feel like that record's going to even out more so towards the end of the year and I think this game comes down to third downs who wins who wins on third who can get the opposing offense off the field and Right now, the Ravens, second in the league in terms of third down percentage allowed. Can the Dolphins, can this uh, Jaguars team convert third downs? And I think they can. Trevor Lawrence completing over 65% of his passes. They have a decent run game with Travis Etienne really bursting onto the scene over the last, you know, four or five weeks. So I think the Jaguars play this one tough. This is basically like a winner. You're basically done kind of game. Coming off their bye, I think they play pretty well. Plus four, I think it's too many points. I think they keep this game within a field goal, maybe lose on a Justin Tucker walk-off or something like that. I think four is a little bit too many points. I like it at plus three and a half Jaguars plus four is my first pick of the week now let's keep it moving to my second pick a rematch of a playoff game we saw last year the Bengals and Titans and I'm taking the Bengals the road team minus two and a half as they take on the Tennessee Titans now this I was considering the money line but I don't want to lay minus 145 on it it has gradually or as the week kind of went on kind of moved towards the Bengals side and I'm fine with laying the two and a half points I think they went at least by three now the last time we saw these teams was in the AFC divisional round we saw the Titans sack what Joe Joe Burrow I think nine times and they still walked away with a loss the Bengals got it done moved on obviously to the conference championship before they won and went to the Super Bowl but I like this matchup a large part for the Bengals because of the passing game that they have the Bengals are averaging what the fourth most passing yards in the NFL this season and the Tennessee secondary has been brutal so I don't know what what the player props will get for uh for Sunday's game in this game but I wouldn't be surprised if you see me taking a Bengals wide receiver whether it's Jamar Chase or not Jamar Chase is questionable we'll see if he plays he, you might already know by the time you're watching this video if Jamar Chase is going to play or not but either way I don't think it's a deal breaker if he's out there or if he's, he's inactive I think this Titans defense giving up the third most passing yards in the league we've seen teams be able to throw all over 
over this team. And the Titans' rush defense is great. Second fewest rushing yards per game. However, the Bengals' offensive line in the rushing game has been non-existent almost all year long. Joe Mixon, who's questionable, has a concussion. I don't expect him to play. If he does, great. But P. Ryan's decent. Travion Williams, I believe, is their third string guy. Look, those guys can't be playing worse than Mixon. Mixon's averaging very low, like three-something yards per carry. They're really struggling. So they can get any sort of juice, and maybe a backup gives them that. A guy with fresh legs in week 12 might be able to give them a burst off the scene. Either way, they had 30 rushing yards. Well, 30 rushing yards from P. Ryan last week was their leading rusher. They threw for over 350 yards. Satina wants to throw the football, and they're going to be able to do it against the Titans secondary that has really struggled. Now, the Bengals' defense is going to have to hold it down, but they're decent. They're not necessarily the best in the league, definitely far from the worst. They're 10th in total yards allowed, 13th in passing yards allowed. 17th and rushing yards allowed. It comes down to the rushing yards because we know Derrick Henry and the Titans are coming and they're going to want to run the football. Last week, we saw the Bengals give up 90 rushing yards to Najee Harris and two touchdowns. They're going to need to tighten up and they got good safeties. Jesse Bates and Von Bell, two guys not afraid of tackling. And that's what sometimes has to come down to. When Derrick Henry gets past the offensive line, you're going to need those secondaries and linebacker to be willing to tackle. And those guys are willing to do it. I think they can at least keep this game close and I potentially probably win this one outright. I like the Bengals. I think they're favored for a reason on the road. They haven't played as well on the road but i think people just get i've gotten too used to taking the titans as underdogs against the spread we took them last week they got it done for us but i just don't think see their eight and two against the spread record continuing this season at least this week i think they moved to eight and three i like the Bengals on the spread also like them on the money line not sure i'll include them in my money line parlay on saturday's video but i do like the Bengals minus the two and a half points so for my third and final pick before we move on to two leans which have been doing really well Taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus three and a half. It's currently plus 100 on Caesars as they go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Now, obviously, much better to take this at minus three. And if it does go to that at kickoff, good, take that. But I'll take the plus 100. I think the Bucs can win this game by four or more points. Now, could the Buccaneers have finally found a groove? They obviously were not the greatest team in the world a couple weeks back, but they've won two straight games, went into their bye week, and the receivers are getting healthy. Julio Jones is finally looking decent. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, those guys are all healthy. And Rashad White's kind of burst onto the scene. Leonard Fournette has not been running the football all too well. Rashad White and Lenny are performing a formidable duo. They're still struggling on the ground, but maybe they get something going. Maybe they found some, some sort of something that will work in their bye week because they've done nothing on the ground. We'll talk about that in a second. Now, Jacoby Brissett and the Browns, Sean Watson should be returning any day now, but well, he's returned to practice, but I don't think he returns until next week. But the Browns are still three and seven, and we know they want to run the football with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I just trust Todd Bowles and that defense of the Buccaneers to come up with a game plan to say, you know what, Jacoby Percent, go out there and beat our secondary. And Percent did well last week. Amari Cooper, they still lost, they had a good day, but they still lost by eight to the Buffalo Bills. And the Buccaneers defense, while it hasn't been great so far this season in terms of rushing yards, they normally are like top two, three in the league. They're around 15 or 16. They still have the talent and they're getting healthier. And that's what you can hope to see. The Buccaneers secondary X has actually been pretty solid. Sixth fewest passing yards allowed in the NFL. And the Browns defense, let's be honest, it's been terrible. They're the reason where they're losing a lot of games. They're giving up a ton of points, almost 30 points per game. They're giving up the third most points per game, the 10th most rushing yards per game. And this is a Buccaneers rushing attack that has been non-existent. Tom Brady's had to do everything. He's going into second downs, normally second and long. That's because he doesn't get any production on the ground. Tampa averaging 70 0.3 rushing yards per game last in the NFL so if they can get any sort of production against the Browns defense that hasn't been very good on the ground I think they got a good chance I mean this is Brady any production on that if you can get him into third and short
court. I think he'll be able to dink and dunk his way down the field. The Buccaneers three, six, and one against the spread. I just feel like at the end of the day, a lot of teams will finish in the 45 to 55-ish range of covering. The fact that they're three, six, and one, only covering in three of 10 games, I think they get back to it. Brady's been great after a bye. I think they stay above 500, beat this Browns team by at least four or more points. I'm not sold on the Browns as a team as a whole. Give me the Buccaneers minus the three and a half points for my third and final pick of the week. But let's talk about two leans. The leans have been crushing it. Nine and one over the last five weeks. They were eight and zero prior to last week, but one and one. Let's talk about this first one. Texans plus 14 as they take on the Dolphins. Now, sports books, they know what they're doing. They know people are going to go out there and bet the Dolphins. 14 point favorites, the Dolphins. Ah, yeah, sure. I'll put Dolphins in every single money line parlay, even though it's not worth it throwing them in a money line parlay. Look, the Texans, if you were to put this game two weeks ago, the spread's probably seven and a half at, more, at, at best, at the most. But I think you're seeing, you know, this line's overinflated because the books know they can do it. The Texans are one, eight, and one. The only, well, only one of their losses come by more than 14 points. That was to the Raiders by 18. And the Dolphins are seven and three, coming off their bye, looking good. Well, only one of their wins was by two plus scores. The Dolphins' defense has struggled. Well, yes, I know the Texans' offense isn't great. They will be starting likely Kyle Allen, a backup quarterback, because Davis Mills has been stinking it up. But I don't want to put any money on the on the Texans. This is why it's just a lean. I lost by them last week. But you also got to look at the Dolphins. Who's coming up on their schedule? San Francisco 49ers. Mike McDaniel's old team, obviously, where he was the offensive coordinator, I believe. Could they be overlooking a Texans team? I'm not saying they lose outright. That would be crazy. But beating a team by 14 in the NFL is not as easy as it sounds. It's tough. It's all these teams are more or less somewhat equal. It's just sometimes you get better breaks. I would the Dolphins are better than the Texans, but it's any team can win on any given Sunday. That's why the NFL is electric. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans do keep this one close. 14 points is a ton of points to lay. It's just a lean. I won't track towards my record, but I do like the Texans. And then for my last lean, going to the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, that is plus two and a half. You can take them on the money line if you want, but you got the wrong guy if you think I'm coming out here and betting on the Broncos. And while this is just a lean, I don't really want to lose any of my hard-earned money on a team like the Panthers and the Broncos, one of the worst matchups ever. If you could flex, they sometimes flex like Sunday afternoon games, a Sunday night. If you could flex this, this game, flex it out. Just cancel it all together. This team, these games stink. But ultimately, I like the Panthers for a couple reasons. Number one, Panthers are at home. They're three and three at home, I'm straight up. 0-5 oh, on the road. And the Broncos have struggled in general, one and four on the road. But Sam Donald is starting. Darnold hasn't started a game all year long. I don't even think he's completed a pass, even thrown a pass. Can't be worse than Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker. And Darnold is actually playing for a lot here. He's got a lot of money on the line here. While he's probably going to be a free agent this offseason, he's got millions of dollars on the line. If Darnold goes out here, plays well from this game and the rest of the season, he's going to earn himself a big payday. Now, he might just be a backup quarterback, but... As the former third overall pick has something to prove and he hasn't played all season long. I think he has something here. And the Panthers want to run the football. The Broncos run defense. Not very good. The Broncos defense is, is legit tied to their secondary. Secondary is very good, although they got burnt by Devontae Adams. He started talking all this smack last week to Pat Sertan. But I think this Broncos run defense is not good. The Panthers want to run the football. It's an ugly game. I wouldn't tie up any of my money on it. But I think the Panthers, I don't think they should be that big of underdog. It should be a pick them. The fact you can get them at plus two and a half for even value or even plus 115 on the money line, despite them being the home team, I lean the Panthers. It's going to be ugly. It's just a lean, but those two leans were pretty ugly. But those are my two leans. Those are my three official picks. As always, our parlays and player props video will be live Saturday evening. If it is already live, Link down the screen and go click that here. Go see my favorite player props parlays. We actually cashed our money line parlay two straight weeks. Let's see if we can go for our third. Drop my favorite picks for Sunday. And I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys again. This is Austin. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.